Hello, everyone, and we're back uh, for another episode of the Miramichi Historical Linkages podcast. Uh, today, we're joined uh, by Joel Ward, uh, Sarah's husband, uh, uh, to talk a little bit about about giants and the uh, some of the research that we've been doing has talked. Uh, uh, found that you know in a lot of the cultures that we're talking about, uh, there are there are references to giants and things of this nature. So uh, I'm joined today uh, also uh, by by Sarah, by Tasha, by Allison, uh, by Allison, and of course uh, Nishan. Um, so um, yeah, so we're doing really well. We have a lot of a lot of guests on. Tasha, you and I, we've got to pick up the slack. I mean, we've got we've, we've had. Uh, Allison's mom and uh, and now Sarah's <laughs> husband, and so we're, we're going to need to find some members of our own families here, Tasha, to you know to ba- to balance the equation. Um, but uh, but yeah, Joe, welcome, and uh, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, would you uh, maybe like to uh, offer a few words of introduction about yourself uh, to our uh, listeners and viewers? Um. My name is Joseph Leonard Ward. Can you hear me good? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm from uh, a little uh, community called Eelground, and I I lived there most of my life. And uh, I'm uh, I'm a spiritual spiritual man, and uh, I do sweat lodges. I uh, I'm a pipe carrier. Uh, I do shake tents. Uh, there's so many things that I do. Uh, right now, I'm uh, working uh, with the with the school district to uh, to help the children get back to their uh, to to their uh, speaking their language and uh, learning about their customs and things like that. So I've been doing this for about 40 years. And uh, when it comes to uh, 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 legends on on giants, uh, there was one man, uh, he was from uh, Pabano Falls. And he, would, uh, he wouldn't call them giants. He would call them Genu. And that's the that's the Mi'kmaq name for the giant. We call them Genu. So, anybody else have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> for more than one giant, would it be Genu? Yeah, yeah. My papa was. I was asking him about that, and he said that too. So as soon as you said Genu, it brought back that memory of that conversation we had at that time. Yep. Well, I can keep going too, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yeah, like everyone else would. <laughs> yeah. Well, my first introduction to those uh, genu they call or giant was from a man from uh, Abano. His name was Gilbert Sewell. So he was. He always tells stories and stuff like that, and I know. I noticed that. He, his uh, stories always to do with that giant. Anyway, uh, 
I heard his story, and and then I heard the Blue Scap story, and then I and I got other teachings that goes along with that uh, with that story. Uh, and you got to understand. You, this is what you got to understand. We call it in the East Coast. We call him a jet. He's a giant because he's big. But a spiritual part of that uh, that giant is we call him a ginab. Ginab. A ginab is uh, uh, either he can uh, change into a animal or a tree or whatever. He can change into a, a man or a woman or whatever. That man, that Ginab, he's, he can uh, do so many things and he can heal you, he can teach you things, he can do a lot of things. But anyway, uh, there's a spiritual part of that giant too. Um, I'll tell you a, a, a little story to do with that. When I was, when Gilbert was explaining, um, and he did his research of that area at Pabano Falls. He said, uh, when you go down to Pabano, it has to be around about uh, mid-July when the water uh, has receded and you don't have no rain for about a week or two. And then you go down to uh, Pabano, and as soon as you drive into where those falls are, you get off your car, and if you take your shoes off or whatever, and if the water is low, you can stand right directly towards the east, like that, right in front of you, and you walk down towards the water. He said, if you look carefully, you will see the giant's footprints. I guess when the, I don't know, this was in the, at the beginning of time. When one day, this giant or Ginab, he went all across um, Turtle Island. Turtle Island is North America. So he, while he was on Turtle Island, he walked all the way and visited all the tribes and gave them uh, their teachings and uh, uh, and when in return, this this giant or this Ginab uh, gave him traditional teachings and stuff. And while he, while that giant was living with those other tribes, he noticed that there was a pattern that that the people on Turtles Island, the Aboriginal people, they 
treated this man so so good, this giant, that one day he said, I have to tell you something. He said that I'm going to have to be leaving uh, Turtle Island pretty soon. And I know you're going to be sad to see me leave. But he said, before I leave, I want to give you a gift. And all the people were were sad to hear the news that that this this uh, Jenu, this giant, this humble man, was leaving. So, and he couldn't see the people were sad. And he said, uh, but I want you to remember something. When I first came to you, to your land here, you welcomed me with open, open arms and open heart. You didn't judge me. And you gave me the best food that you had, and you gave me, you know, a warm place to sleep, and you took care of me. So in return, I know you're going to be sad to see me leave, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do something for you. He said, I'm going to take a part of me and I'm going to put it in all the trees. I'm going to put it in all the animals, put it in all the blades of grass, all the birds, the water, the air. I'm going to put myself in every part of creation so that one day when you need me the most, you can turn to nature to find me. And I'm going to leave traces of my existence so that you won't uh, forget me. So the day came when he had to leave Turtle Island. When they say that he left from Pabano Falls, he walked across Pabano Falls, and in the riverbed, there are big boulders, they're flat, and you could see moccasin prints that are very big imprinted into the granite stone and he's walking like this right across like that and up the side and there's even a, a where he where he walked up even there's a, a there's no trees growing there and it looks like a giant path and it and that's where the sun comes up every morning and that's where he went and there is a and before before he left he said that um there's going to be times in every century 
that goes by that one one giant at a time will wake up and then for few hundred years or something like that nobody would hear about this giant so today there's a lot of lot of people uh trying to figure out who this man was uh what he did and why did he have to leave well there's some uh elders that we have around here and out west they said that he had to leave this land and go across they said a large body of water and he said he had to go there and when he got to the other side they said he changed again he changed into the 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 people that he was supposed to help and give them their teachings so when he got there he changed his language changed and he started working with the other people on the other side of the ocean and that's um talking about uh the other the other people on on earth so uh us as Mi'kmaq people uh we understand uh and myself as I'm getting older um the elders would talk about but where did he go they they said that he lay down he lay down on the ground so and that's where the another little saying comes into uh play it's called sleeping giants mm-hmm. when the first time i heard that little saying i exactly knew what it meant when when this giant or ginab said that i have to leave but he said the way you treated me you treated me so good that he placed a part of him inside of the Mi'kmaq people and the rest of the aboriginal people on Turtles Island so every probably every 100 years or something like that uh so many people will wake up one day i was sitting down at uh, at McDonald's having breakfast i was by myself 
there was this elder that came in and she seen me over there. She ordered her breakfast and she came running over and she sat down with me and she talked to me. We had a discussion. She, she told me that, uh, my children, when they were young, they would listen to me and all this stuff, and uh, we would go different things, and we would do tr traditional things. But she said she can't figure them out now because they're starting to, uh, you know, they're, they're going through puberty, and they're going through different things. And she said, uh, I don't know what to do. And I reminded her right away. I reminded her about, I want you to look back at your own life. And I, I asked her, when did you uh, mature? Some children mature very early in life. And when they do mature like that, and it's up to the elders around that child to find out if that giant inside that child has woken up. And it's the elder's job to listen to the child and what they're talking about so that child will have the answers they need. Because there are some giants that don't wake up and uh, they'll say that that giant uh, wakes up probably around about 25 and some giants don't wake up ever, never ever wake up and they just go through life like that. That's their uh, thing. But there's other giants that wake up. They'll be probably 40 years old. So what I mean by that, he said that, that these children and other adults, they're, when they wake up, when you've been sleeping so long, that when you open your eyes, you see the beauty in everything. Or maybe sometimes um, it depends on the, the area they're, they're, they're living and what kind of uh, stuff is going on. Um, maybe there's a lot of alcohol, alcohol abuse or maybe there's drug abuse or whatever. And as elders, we have to we have to watch these little giants as they grow. We want them to mature into good giants and and uh, help the people. But sometimes there's all different kinds of giants. There's rebellious ones. Uh, there's ones that, okay, uh, why are you doing this? To my people, and you, and they'll be the ones that are going to be fighting, and that's why you see uh, a lot of uh, young Aboriginal uh, men and women 
going out and um, protesting on all different things that are happening um, right now. Right now, what's happening is what uh, just these discoveries of children that were uh, found in unmarked graves nearby uh, residential schools, and that's why the elders, you know, they're they're upset because those giants that were that were never got to live. And to see the full potential of those giants, we don't know what they could have done. So even our uh, the missing and murdered Aboriginal women and girls, the thing that's happening in Winnipeg, those women are, are giants too. And they have gifts that will never come to light. And that's why we, when you have elders and you have young, we have to take care of the young and we have to explain to them that, you know, uh, there's some that want to wake up so fast and they want their children to wake up, but it's just like uh, we're all have that potential in us, but sometimes we have to be patient for that uh, giant to wake up. And the and the woman I was talking to, she told me he said, uh, you know, I remember that I was like that too when I was young. I, you know, my mother wanted me to listen to her, but I, I went and done what I had to do. But now that my mother's gone now, I know what she meant. You know, she wanted me to wake up and, and look at the real picture, what was going on. She what I didn't know about the things that happened in the world. So she was protected of me. But she wasn't uh, ready to hear that, and that's why they call them sleeping giants. And and some parents that I run into are very impatient, and they want their little giants in their children to wake up and take responsibility. I have to calm the family, mothers and fathers down, community members. I said, this is a waiting game and we have to wait because if we force this giant to wake up when it doesn't want to be woken up, you're going to provoke this giant and it's, you're going to cause a ripple effect in this child because it's not ready to to share what it has for us. And huh? okay. Um anybody have any questions?
don't be afraid to ask him. I just had a quick question. Um, when you were first referencing um, your learnings from Gilbert Sewell, did you say his last name? Yeah, is that? Gilbert, yeah. Um, you learned about giants and then you learned about Gloose Gap, I believe you said. Yeah. Um, what was the difference between Gloose Gap and giants? They were they were the same. They're the, same. the they're the same. I had a feeling. I just wanted to make sure I clarified that, so I didn't. Well, so what that. happened was, uh, what happened was when the uh, when the Europeans came over here, right? So when we started writing our little stories on paper, like the like glue scap stories and stuff like that. So they, uh, and then turn around the giants too, uh, they were the same. He was the same, same one. He was the same one. Interpretation. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, they were the same. That's what I thought, same interpretation. Anyway, uh, and when I walked away from that, when I had that uh, aha moment, as a as a spiritual man, I I often wondered, uh, you know, I would hear about uh, different leaders that we have, and they popped out. I'll, I'll take one example: Elijah Harper. Uh, he he wasn't that well known until he took a stand on that Nietzsche Lake Accord and he held that feather up. And they say that uh, that was uh, that was his giant. That was his thing that he had to do. And these things and then turn around, uh, some people would say, there, uh, there's another, uh, another one that I remember too, is, uh, yeah, you're worried yeah. about time? <laughs> anyway, anyway, these, these, there's, there's different things that happen while we're living. And I, I, I look at them, through, uh, through my eyes, and I'm, I'm I record uh, things that happen while I'm alive. I'm going to record that, and I'm going to save that up here, and then when I'm going to need it, I'm going to pull it out of my my files that I have in my mind. There's so many giants that wake up and then they fall asleep again, some of them. Is there a, there's another one that, that woke up and the reason why he was uh, bring into this world, his name was um, uh, Donald Marshall Jr. He's the one that got caught for uh, fishing for eels 
uh, out of season or illegally or selling them or whatever. And that's one uh, thing that that he came into this world for. He went to prison. He went to so many things. But as soon as he went and got an idea of putting food on his table, he had no idea that that was going to happen. And that was the thing that he came into this world to do is bring back, uh, help us with uh, getting our, we already had the rights, but we had to take them to the court and we had to uh, uh, not fight for them. But we knew that our treaties existed, but we need to start enforcing our, uh, our treaties and going after what we need to do. And uh, it wasn't so many years after uh, Donald Marshall Jr. passed away. And he went back to sleep again as a giant. And uh, I hope uh, I hope you can understand that there's that's how these giants work, or they call them ginups or gluskap. It means the same thing, and there's and that's why that's why the elders teach us. They'll tell you say, you watch out what you say, because when I'm talking to that uh, Tasha up there she's a giant too so i don't know what she's capable of she might have a gift and she doesn't understand it and if i provoke her and she doesn't understand her gift she can do me harm and herself so that's why when we greet each other you know we say hello or darling you know what i mean so we're, we're, we're greeting that, that ancient spirit inside of her. Yeah. Is that good enough? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I dare say that's more than good enough. That was, I was going to uh, say, I want to use yeah. this entire podcast recording and just use it as like bedtime stories for my son now. <laughs> you have such a like soothing well, way of telling stories. Well, I don't want to you, too much so that everybody falls asleep. No. no, no. Far from it. Yeah. Far from it. Yeah. That was wonderful. I got to poke him on the site because it's like, slow down, slow down. Oh, yeah. Well, you're the one that invited me. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to see that, you know, that's, uh, and again, I think sometimes we lose sight of that, that this is a, this is a teaching that is rooted in the very distant past, but still very much with us today. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, that's great. So to really, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, 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 it's sort of like what she, that Allison was saying. She said she wants to take this home and she wants to tell her, her child. That's how we we spread that uh, story about that giant in Jinu. So, and that's how we teach our children that 
we have to respect all children, all animals, because we don't know what the potential that child has. Right away, what we do in today's society is that we label our children too early in life, and we don't allow uh, this child to grow, right? It's just like I plant corn. But I just didn't plant that corn just to get the stock. I want that plant to bear fruit. Only when that child bears fruit, then you're going to see all the work that you put in to raise that child. And when that child grows up, and when it makes a decision in life, and you could, as a mother and a father, you're going to say to yourself, my child is bearing fruit. All the hard work that I put into that child, I got it. So all those waking nights, all those questions and everything like that, it's going to bear fruit. But we, we can't see it. And that's why uh, some mothers and fathers, you know, they, come on, hurry up. I want some corn out of you or something. <laughs> you know, they want to know if all the hard work they put into this child is going to bear fruit. And you don't know. Sometimes uh, you ain't going to be able to see it right away. But I can talk forever, though. But I, <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm in the thick of having a toddler who uh, isn't enjoying his sleep at night and who is rowdy at all hours of, of the day and at night. And uh, I actually think back to when we went to the... I believe it was the Canada Day gathering. It was either the Canada Day gathering or the Acadian Day celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was uh, an Indigenous man who was there that we he had little packets of um, tobacco that he was handing out and doing mm-hmm. um, prayers for anybody who wanted to go by. And uh, I went by with my son, who uh, who is... Um, he has a list of disabilities, including physical disabilities. So he he always seems like this very like gentle, passive kid. And when we brought him up um, to get his offering, he looked at him and he said, "Oh, he has a savior inside of him. He has and mm-hmm. and it's it's cool to hear this like the story of the giants now." And I'm like connecting all of that and thinking. Maybe that's what he was sensing. Maybe that's what he was picking up on was, you know, Theodore's giant is this uh, this yeah. giant that's meant to make a big difference and make a change. Yeah. And it was, that's a really, yeah. yeah, that was lovely. Listening to you telling that story, that's what was running through my mind was picturing, yeah. picturing my son's giant. Yeah, because I, I worked with children all my life. And... Uh, and that's what I found. 
you know, you know, I know that we have to get our children uh, assessed, but don't don't get uh, obsessed yep. on that. Yep. Because if you do, then that's what you're gonna. That's right away. Unfortunately, that's gonna follow them right through their life like that. And the child's not going to have no normalcy of, uh, you know, they may surprise you. They, I've never seen a child that didn't surprise me. And we were always told anyway, he says, uh, remember, uh, in our, in Mi'kmaq people, that we had compassion for people that, like, say, they weren't as fast as other people in comprehending, you know, uh, taking care of themselves or cooking for themselves or doing something. Uh, maybe they had some kind of uh, uh, mental issue. But there was elders there in our community saying that that they're, they're they're here they're sent here to teach us on how sacred the gifts that we have we can use our hands and we can think for ourselves but we don't care about them about your hearing, about your talking, about your thinking. Instead of using it in a good way, you're going to use it to hurt somebody or to take advantage of somebody. And then when you sit back and when you see uh, a young child and then you see the, the sacredness and the gentleness in this child, that reminds you that if you're not careful and if you're not taking care of your thing, your, your sacred gifts, your gifts will be taken away from you. So don't, don't, uh, don't take them for granted and don't take each other for granted. Yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of my day hugging my kid. <laughs> Before I start getting emotional on the podcast. No, it, yeah. That's very, very well said. Yeah. Very beautiful. The, that's, mm, yeah. Yeah. We're at the end, right? I think we've went past the time for this session. Oh, yes. But I'm sure, dear listener and dear viewer, you've, uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed this every bit as much as we have. Oh, yes. And, uh, I want to I want to thank Joe once again for for sharing with us that beautiful teaching, and uh, thank you uh, for for uh, listening and for uh, watching us once again this week. We will be back next week to kind of look at the uh, the other end of the physiological spectrum and look at little people. Uh, now, having spoken about uh, about giants, we do hope that you'll join us then, and for all of us, all of you. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next week.